0: This is Eldritch Buds, an actual play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. What's up, Eldritch Buddies? Hello! Hey Hello buddies! buddies. Sitting at the virtual table with me tonight is... Scott. Sneaky.
1: Stealthy. And officially 14 years old. Hayes.
2: Wills. The level 7 sorcerer rogue, Zed, who's ready to celebrate Hayes's birthday?
3: Speedy, the super shiny robot showed who is also ready to celebrate Cambrio's birthday.
4: Bebo, the tiny tinker gnome who realizes he probably should also celebrate some birthdays.
0: And Weasel Boy. Weasel
3: Boy here, who's really excited to burrow...
0: <laughs> I'm confused. Is it actually your birthday, Scott? Or are we all just playing up for the bit? Is it
1: is it at my birthday? No,
0: you know what my birthday is, is. It's Cambrio's birthday.
1: Hayes oh, is canonically 14 now. It's why he's full of teenage angst.
0: And oh, okay. it's why
1: he's full of rage. Very nice. It happens overnight? That's that's yeah, that's how birthdays work. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it is kind of how birthdays work. <laughs> <laughs> Got him.
3: Previously on Eldritch Buds, our heroes enter Ardoth and head to the nearest tavern, the mine and Stein, to grab some food and rest. While there, Hayes turns into Hardened Stonesmith just as the Chancellor, Diedrich Willowtop, enters the tavern looking for our heroes. He is excited to meet the Red Hand Band and invites them to a dinner party later that night. Realizing they are underdressed, Diedrich tells the group to head to the Belle Chateau and get some fashionable outfits for the night. After getting their outfits in order, the Red Hand Band heads back to the Mine and Stein to get some rest and prepare for the party. Who will they run into at this party? Could this help with their hunt for Pythos?
0: Let's find out. Okay, so we are picking up from the doldrums of the basement at the Mine and Stein Inn. You guys have just completed your short rest. I believe that brings everybody to full health now? Yes, nodding, okay. And, uh, yeah, we're gonna pick up from there. You got two hours to both collect your suits from Jasmine and get
4: to the party. Um, DM, uh, Grimble was hoping to make something during his rest, um, Sure. What were we looking at making there, Bebo? Grimble was going to use his Artificer Infusions um, that allow him to make uh, non-magical items into magic items. And he was going to replicate the magic item Cloak of Elvenkind. So, essentially, this cloak, um, appearance-wise, it's mostly, like, green and brown in color. But as you look closely, you notice, like, there's a great number of different earth-colored tones to it. And when, essentially, when the cloak is worn uh, with this hood up, it uh, gives you... It gives disadvantage checks to anyone who's trying to see the person who's wearing the cloak or advantage checks um, on dexterity um, when made to hide. And I'm going to give this cloak to Jinxie, because he could probably use it, being in this city. The birthday boy watches you get up
1: and give someone else a present and he goes, (laughs) yeah, it's pretty typical.
2: Hey, so I got you this disguising cloak. Uh, I know you already have a sweet bracelet that makes you pretty much invisible whenever you want and (laughs) gives you bust and a But, Sherry, have this piece of fabric. Cho's (laughs) just fucking clomping
0: around. I don't see the (laughs) big idea.
3: Yeah, but Cho's
0: not getting killed in this city. Okay, so hold on. I'm just kidding with you. Hold on. uh, As the DM, I need to paint the world. Jinxie is a Loxodon who's furry that has a fade. Let's not forget, everybody, the assless chaps covered by a ghillie suit now with a cloak on. What else do you? What else am I forgetting, Jinxie? Oh, with the ability to then also turn into other things, creating a bigger Russian doll of fabric. What else? My My snake invisibility. That's right, yeah. Your snake invisibility. Oh, my goodness. We've created and your monster. magnifying glass. Yes. So DM answer. question answered. Yes, you may obviously do that. Now, just out of artificer curiosity here, does that take up
4: one of your three uh, kind of magic item slots that you can have going? It does. And the cloak also needs to be attuned, um, which hopefully during our short rest. Jinx, you yeah. You yeah, I would it. let that happen. So Jinxie, okay. that's your now second attuned
0: item. Uh, no, I <laughs> have three. I also have the boots of speed. Oh okay, and your bracelet? <laughs> and the bracelet. Okay, so wow, you're, you ducked out. I'm kidding. Too bad I can't even be jinxy in this freaking city. <laughs> 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 okay, all anything jinx-y. else?
3: Alright. Um well we have some downtime before we get to uh getting all fancied up. What's our plan for the party? Are we gonna Split and like mingle separately are we going to try and stay as one unit I think we see how it goes we be
1: flexible in terms of splitting apart, staying together from the rough look of where this place is going to be I don't think it's going to be some huge sprawling giant thing it's probably going to be a couple larger rooms so if we just stay in the mind chat together even if we're you know what part we should be able to get back together if needed. Um, I, I think that Jinxy still sticks with you. I think we just go one two three four, pointing at myself, Chode, Grimble, and Zed, for the mind chat, and then you can just relay to him, in whatever animal language you guys end up in, what what's going on.
3: Um, so I can only talk to him uh, in animal form like t- for ten minutes. So. Oh. I think he's gotta be in the chat. So he's,
1: yeah, okay. Scratch that. Uh, we'll kick Zed out and we'll just put Jinxie in then.
3: So what are we gonna ask? Like, just about Pythos? We well, gonna... I think
1: first off, we just gotta find, we just gotta make introductions, right? We gotta know who's who. <sighs> it, it, you know, based on our prior magical encounters with Tigmar and something like that, I, my best guess would be some sort of wizard, anyone kind of involved in sort of higher level magic. Um, Which, you know, tend to congregate around wealth in situations like this. That, or just anyone high up in the government who could possibly get us you know, in with the king. You think if there's a flying city over top of your city, flying castle over top of your city, you're probably going to want to know about it, right? Like the government probably knows but then they cover it up just just saying
3: uh yeah i've i just i'm not good at schmoozing so i probably won't say a lot like i feel like if you're good at schmoozing and talking with other people's
1: so then maybe we do stick together for a bit and we we put a face or a couple faces on the group instead of everyone having to do
3: schmooze we do, do you think we have more power as five heads instead of one? We could do two groups. Do like, who's who's good at schmoozing? Who's good at chatting people up and being all nice and friendlies?
1: I've been known to, uh, I've been known to talk my way into a place or two. All so right. After all, conversation is just
4: empty hopelessness, so I'll fit right in. Grimble's just shaking his head rapidly back and forth because he has very poor charisma.
3: <laughs> Grimble, if only you knew what Cambrio did to those poor slaves. If only you knew.
4: What? What did he do?
3: He basically tried to start a revolution one day, just for fun.
1: I tried to help them, and they were How able did that go? to help themselves. How uh, <laughs> We lost a brave soul, and when we have time, we'll probably write that wrong. But right now, we're focused on something else.
4: Well, it sounds like he might be pretty good at talking and very good at persuading people. So maybe we we can uh, let him take the lead.
2: All right. If we split, just half of you go with Cambrio and half of you come with me. And that way maybe we'll be all right. Um, All right. Anyone, anyone opposed to that? So we
3: put, should we put you and Grimble together?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't mind spending a little quality time with my new friend here.
3: All right. So you and Grimble, me, football, and uh, Hayes
2: will be the other groups. Zed's going to, um, cast message. To Chode. Choad uh, just make sure he doesn't do anything too stupid. I guess that isn't clear. Because they both do. I'm gonna say I'm which one? Definitely ones? talking about <laughs> the one who can talk to people right now. Ching is <laughs> like wrestling in the background as you say this. Just like eh.
3: Yeah, alright, yeah. I'll I'll make sure that we stay on track here. Um so yeah. Just just before we leave there, uh, Jinxie's gonna wild shape into uh, into a badger, and uh, and we'll be safe for the next three hours. I hope. Okay, the
0: clock starts cl- ticking down. I'm
3: All right, let's let's go get our stuff.
0: Yeah, so I guess we
1: head out as the group to the Bell Chateau. Um, I just want to take a peek around town as we're walking through to see if I can like see. I don't know. We use them a thieves. cant, any sort of gang markings or anything kind of y related or just anything that feels afoot as we're going
0: through the different parts of town. Sure. I will ask you to roll me an investigation check. It's an 18. An 18. You do find signs of some thieves. cant. um, nothing that refers to the Y-rex directly more just like, uh, message Lucinda for a good time. Um, like things like you would find in a bathroom stall, like just weird graffiti here and there, but nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. I record Lucinda's information. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and I go, I got to ask Zed how to cast this message. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So you guys make it back to the bell shot. So everything's been prepaid for. So Jasmine hands you all of your garb and make sure that everything fits. And, uh, yeah is there any last minute items that you want to be picking up prior to the party starting in the next 30 minutes or so can i snag like a swatch of fabric
4: just snag my steel
1: yeah sure just like a while they're picking stuff up while she's getting the costumes for the back i want to just like snag a roll of like blue velvet or something to go for the disguise
0: kits Sure, I'll say that when she's in the back, you can grab a a small spool of of what color fabric? Blue. I want like
1: like I think Austin Powers jumpsuit blue.
0: Okay, perfect. Yeah, you've you've got let's call it twenty yards of it. Oh hell yeah. Uh, okay, perfect. So, the address the the mauve parchment that has the location of tonight's dinner party leads you down the winding streets of Ardoth. And again, this isn't the nicest part of town. Um, It does have a slummy feel to it. The workers are kind of, they look tired from the mines beneath, uh, or kind of their other blue-collar jobs. Like, everybody here just kind of looks miserable, uh, mainly dwarven, and just, like, staring at you as you walk by in the streets. Most of the buildings also look the same as well. Like, think the stone... Uh, apartment building type of building, carved right out of the mountain itself. None are super tall, except for a building that you see about 100 or so yards in front of you. And you can tell that this is the building that you're being led towards. It is still carved from the mountainous stone of Ardoth itself, but it looks like there are... um, Man-made uh, additions on top of the uh, of the building. Not to say that men did it, but that, that's kind of that's how I'm picturing it. Uh, this wooden con- construct on top of this building itself looks to almost be like a watchtower or some sort of. It just looks odd. Something looks strange about it. But as you make your way up to this house. You get the sense of energy in the air. You can hear a string quartet of a band playing on the inside. There are a few individuals walking in, dressed to the nines. And, folks, you are about to walk into your very first formal dinner party together. Greeting you at the front gate is a dwarven servant who says, And who are you all? We are the Redhead Band. Oh, uh, yep, yeah, I see you right here. And he checks, uh, checks you off the guest list. Um, and how would you like to be introduced at tonight's event?
1: I'm just gonna take him aside and start kind of muttering to him in dwarvish, kind of like a little whispered conversation. As I keep like looking back over at the rest of the, uh, the rest of the band. Okay. Just keep buttering to him. Just be like, "This is what I want." And she to "Do this, 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 this." And then, All right, right, got it, got it. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna slip him one American dollar. And then I'm
3: just. <laughs> so I'm gonna pat him on the
1: back, and I'm gonna head back to the group. Like, we're good,
4: we're good. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little
3: concerned about that,
0: but it should be fun. So, you enter in to the party, and with the sound of a loud trumpet. The following words are said at the arrival of your glorious band. That same servant who greeted you at the front bellows in a deep voice. Introducing Zed, Grimble, Chode, and Harden of the Red Hand Band, Heroes of Capilon, Saviors of Mephildir, and Lords of the Lizards, Ladies and Gentle Dwarves, THE RED HAND BAND! Is there an applause? There is not an applause. Uh, You see the room isn't quite as full as, you know, Cinderella's Ball. Uh, There are a handful of attendees at this soiree, and as you enter, they all kind of, for those who are there, look up your way, kind of raise a glass of champagne at your arrival, and kind of turn back to their conversations. Are we too early to this party? Do we show up too soon? We weren't fashionably late, oh no. And just then, uh, you hear, Oh! They've arrived! <laughs> and you see, uh, you see Dietrich, like, sprint around the corner, do like, a little, like, slide, like,
4: My friends are here! He's wearing and socks.
0: He... <laughs> yeah, he's wearing socks. Um, and he, he rushes in, and he says, Oh, welcome, welcome! You're just on time. Uh here, just over there, you can get uh, help yourself to drinks, of course. Um, there are some little uh, snackages uh, with some of the waiters uh, that bring around trays. Uh, I, I, I would highly recommend the piggies in the blankets. Uh, such good, such good. Um, it's hot dog uh, surrounded by a uh, uh, a loaf of bread essentially, but it's a small loaf. It's very good. Um, and there's lots of other things that you can do. Um. Uh, obviously, make yourself at home, um, introduce yourself, mingle. Um, but, uh, uh, where's. Uh, I, I was going to introduce you to the owner of this fine establishment, the, my frontier, but uh, I can't seem to find. You know what? I'll do uh, formal introductions uh, when we are around the dinner table, um, and dinner should be served. I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes, something like that. Um, so please, get a drink, uh, make yourself at home, and please let me know if you need anything, okay? Thank you so much for coming to my dinner party. And he kind of um, starts mingling around and like rushing around. He looks kind of like uh, uh, like he's an excited host that which wants to make sure that everything is running smoothly. Uh, to paint the picture for where you guys find yourself right now, um, it still has the stony interior of many of the buildings of Ardoth, except the decorum in this place is lavish. Uh, there are many fine rugs and art on the wall. Uh, there are uh, like jade statues of different animals and different uh, like creatures of the D&D-verse. Um, it's a very wonderful, beautiful, warm room except for the fact that very similar to Capilon's throne room, there are like stuffed heads everywhere in this room. Um, And this is just kind of the main room. To the left, you can see that there's like the dining hall with a long table uh, that has like different chairs and everything around it. And to the right, there's different kind of seating rooms and tea rooms and stuff that you can kind of mingle with other guests. Um, So I don't know if you guys are going to be splitting up at this point, um, but there are a number of different guests who would like to spend some time with each of you at tonight's event. So let me just paint a picture of the room for you quickly in terms of the attendees. Harden, the first thing that catches your eye is the most shredded strong, muscular dwarf you have ever seen in your life. Long, fiery bearded red hair uh, with a shaved head uh, in kind of like a thin mohawk along the top. He has a huge ax on his back and his chest is bare aside from all the metals that he has. Um, He looks very scary Um, in a he-could-crush-me-in-an-alleyway type of vibe. Uh, Grimble, the first thing that catches your eye is in one of the side rooms, you can see that there is an old uh, gnome who has a gray-silver mustache uh, who is adorned in full-plate armor uh, with different kind of etchings and different uh, marks on it. Zed, the first thing that you see... uh, in this main room is a beautiful red tiefling drinking some red wine who seems to be eyeing your group as you enter. Finally, Chode and Jinxie, from your perspective, you see descending the stairs a familiar face. Mm. One Lord Jimothy Mm. of the Oddwaters Ah. who. As he gets to the main room, sees Diedrich, and embraces (gasps) him in a hug. And you can hear Diedrich saying something along the lines of, My old school friend, I'm so happy you were able to join us tonight! Should have known the German guy was friends with the slave
3: owner guy. (laughs) (laughs) Hayes takes a big gulp and does
1: like the collar pull thing. Just a big gulp. (laughs) Um...
3: I do want to say before we go anywhere, after Deidre's pointed out the drinks, that's immediately where Chode headed. He's going to where all the champagne is, and he's just perfect. I'm going to start
0: pounding champagne. Okay, so what I will ask then is, uh, what are you guys doing? Are you splitting up, as you mentioned before, where it's Jinxie, Chode, and uh, Hayes Cambrio Harden together? And if so, where are the two groups heading off? Who would you like to speak to or mingle with? Or what would you like to do first? Do we want to get a drink?
3: Absolutely.
1: The confidence of a teenager who knows that he's not supposed to be doing this. So I'm just going to swagger over to the bar and just be like, Your finest be- be- beers, sir.
0: Uh, here. Uh, and he hands you a bottle of beer with the word finest across it.
1: Uh, I'll take another good sir. And it's I'm going to hand that one
3: to Chode.
0: I'm going to grab both of them. Uh, you got me two? Thanks, man. He hands you a second bottle with the uh, words another good sir on it.
1: Oh, the third just for the road.
0: Oh, these are our only two kinds.
1: <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right i'll have one of
0: the first ones perfect finest coming right
1: out <laughs> Hayes tries a beer and doesn't like it he just has to hold on to it <laughs> it's your first beer yeah just oh, that's that's not good that's not good it's very hoppy it's a very very hoppy beer
3: uh if you're not gonna finish that i'll just i'll take that
1: I mean, you know what, yeah, you can have it. I was I loved it, but sometimes it's just gotta be gotta be, you know, ready for anything. Gotta have your gotta have your senses about you. Chote slams three beers.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Barkeep, I'll have two more of your finest, please. Uh yep, coming right up. And essentially this is just gonna work as an open bar where if you guys want to drink, go <laughs> <laughs> and then have one so it's just gonna just abuse that then
3: <laughs> until <laughs> someone approaches but it's gonna be pounding him back he's got to reload the cannon
1: so I uh, I'm gonna grab like a just a seltzer water from the bar so it looks like I have something kind of in my cup um and I'm just gonna head over to that tiefling who was kind of eyeing us up and just be like I right, see you're checking out the band. Uh, you, you've obviously heard our names, but can we get yours?
0: How presumptuous of you. I know that there are certain individuals being invited to tonight's soiree, but how do you know that I know your name?
1: They just announced
0: them. Yes, they did. <laughs> That's, that was the DM forgetting that. She... <laughs> She extends her hand to you, Hardin, and introduces I herself. It. I
1: really question if I should headbutter or not.
0: <laughs> it almost looks more like she was expecting you to like kiss it. Uh, and she introduces herself as Aura Torvanosh.
1: It's a beautiful name. And uh, if I uh, ask where that comes from,
2: uh, my father. Neat. Just then, Zed walks up with two glasses of champagne. And offers one to the lady? Oh. <laughs> if you don't mind, yes, I'd love one. Absolutely. And and you are? I, uh, I'm Zed. And yourself?
0: Ora Torvenosh. And I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name, Sir Dorf.
1: Oh, uh, I'm Harden. Uh, Harden Stonesmith. That's yours, m'lady. What
2: uh, what brings you here this evening?
0: Uh, I'm an old family friend of Dietrich, but to be honest with you, I think he's a little bit full of hot air. Uh, his kind has become a little stuffy. Um, to be frank with you, uh, I'm just here for the clout. I'm here to make sure that my needs are met by those who can actually meet them.
2: Fair enough. I, uh, I just met, uh, met him today, but I would share that sentiment. He's a little much, isn't he? He is a lot. Yeah. What, uh, what business does your family have with, uh, with his then?
0: Uh, Really more circumstantial. Uh, I've known him since I was, a child, uh, and his family was always a little strange and more than welcoming of uh, tieflings who had moved halfway across the continent. Uh, happenstance, honestly. It's just nice to know somebody with some power in the city, and if you're not a dwarf, you're not much, as many of you can tell. I'm sorry, I don't mean to insult Mr. Harden.
1: That's okay, I was just about to say, I have no idea what you're talking about, so.
0: Well, it's wonderful to meet both of you. Uh, what brings you to this party?
2: Um, We ran into trick earlier today, and he just invited us. He sought us out. Um, a little strange, not sure how he knew where we were, or that we were in town, but... We were in town for only a few minutes when he kind of came rolling up and invited us here. And, well, it seemed like a better idea to show up than to not, I guess.
0: Fair. Uh, You learn quick. Uh, I will say what he lacks in strength and physical attributes, uh, Dietrich more than makes up for in knowledge and favors. Uh, he may appear friendly to you all, but I would certainly not recommend crossing him. He has, uh, powerful friends in the city.
1: That's actually one of the things we were hoping to hear. Uh, we are new to town, uh, so we have definitely come here on, you know, some banned business. Uh, And we are hoping to kind of make some connections, uh, see if we can help find anyone who can help kind of answer some questions we have about some maybe higher level sort of situations, uh, maybe involving Pythos and anything like that. And I'm going to try to keep an eye on her for a reaction when I say the name.
0: Uh, I would actually encourage, like, I would start with roll charisma to see what that does info-wise.
1: Roll just charisma?
0: Just a charisma check. Just to see if she likes you.
1: That's a 12.
0: A 12? Um... She kind of laughs thinking that you just told a funny joke and places, like, her hand on your shoulder and, like, leans in laughing. She's like, you're something else, aren't you? (laughs)
1: I use Mage Hand to grab a champagne from the bar and do a really cool comes to me and drink it.
0: Very cool. Okay, now I would say Roll
2: Insight. Ooh, riding high on that. I do want to see a reaction to the champagne drink after the beer didn't go so well. It's 19 and I don't taste anything.
1: Woman laid her hand on my chest.
2: (laughs) With the Insight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That was funny. Uh, with the insight of nineteen, you can tell that she didn't pick up on Pithos. Like she, there was no reaction to the name Pithos. Um, but uh, maybe it's because you're getting a little older and a little wiser in your fourteen years. But you get the sense that she's like flirting with you, or that she likes you.
1: I'm pretty mature now. So yeah. All right. Doing with that, I'm just kind of giggling along, laughing at. Not even, I don't know what she said it just feels like laughing would be an appropriate response and'm just kind
0: of giggling with her uh, and it, it's at that point that she takes uh, her index finger and kind of twirls it through the tip of your uh dwarf, like long dwarven beard and she's like if you'd like I'd very much like to sit near you at dinner and she says but until then I've got some catching up to do and she starts uh, kind of like laughing and like walks away like fiercely that's a good job she likes you Mm. Uh, okay, what's everybody else doing? Who is anybody else
4: uh, talking to anybody? Yeah, uh, Grimble is going to approach the old gnome in the plate armor.
0: Okay, and very quickly, because this gnome is in the like the other room, I just want to describe what this room looks like quickly. Uh, similar to. The uh, main room with the stuffed heads and trophies and stuff. This one is like the trophy room. Uh, there is a large polar bear stuffed in the corner. Uh, there is an entire wall of like different weapons used for hunting. So there's like um, different knives, different uh, like blow darts, different uh, hatchets, different like just things kind of mounted on the wall. And there are is a huge loxodon head um, mounted over the fire pit. You can see that this old gnome is talking to a uh, human who is bald, uh, has a long blonde mustache, and has a uh,
4: monocle in his eye. Jesus. Can I roll for ins- a history check to see if you you mentioned there's etchings in this armor? Can I like make out any insignias or... Oh, sure, okay, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do an investigation check or a history check. That's a 19.
0: A 19. So you can tell that the etchings on this uh, gnome are in dwarven. They seem, because you can't read dwarven, you don't know exactly what they mean, but you are familiar with a few, like, religious uh, etchings. And you can garner from like just the way that he's dressed and the way that he's carrying himself and with some of those symbols there's a pretty good chance that he's a cleric Uh, you don't know what god he serves or uh, like if he's active but you do recognize that as a typical
4: cleric in uh, Qumdor okay Um, Grimald's gonna stumble upon this conversation that they're having Um, no real insight to manners I guess kind of (laughs) interrupts
0: Okay. So actually, uh, because the two of them are talking, it's the human who actually looks at you first and says, uh, I
4: say, and what do we have here? Hi, uh, my name is Grimble. Um, I just wanted to come over and say, that was some interesting armor I noticed from across the room. Um, I just wanted to come and introduce myself.
0: Ah, well, m- my name is Alistair Corningbraith. I am the owner of this fine establishment. And uh, this here is our gnomish friend, Funyun. Um Funyan, why don't you introduce yourself? And kind of with a sigh and a roll of the eye, Funyan, the gnome, is like, hello, it's very nice to meet you. My name is <sighs> Funyan."
4: <laughs> Hi, um sorry to interrupt your conversation, I just saw that you're a gnome, and you know I'm not really too good at these kind of events, and I saw a familiar face, so came over to s- say hello.
0: Well, I'll leave you two to it. Uh gnomish things and all of that. Haha, <laughs> nice to meet you, Mr. Gumble. And Alistair walks away. Um And it's at that point that Funyun's like, oh, thank God, there's another gnome here. Uh, Hi, I'm sorry about him. Um, Yeah, my armor, sorry. Yeah, that's... uh, Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. But you've got some cool stuff too, it looks like. Looks like you know your way around a Metal Forge.
4: Thanks, yeah. um, Interesting attire you chose for this kind of event. Uh, What made you select that outfit? I serve ashtar Uh, it's
0: the dwarven god of knowledge Um, i'm a knowledge cleric or a professor investigator a man of many
4: talents (laughs) it's nice to meet you wow that's amazing um knowledge you say we're See, I'm with some a group of guys over there. I don't know if you saw us entering the building. They had quite the announcements for us. I did, yes. <laughs> We're actually here, kind of seeking some knowledge of our own. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, if there's anything I can help with. I,
0: I know enough about a lot of things, but only a particular amount on particular things if that makes that doesn't really make sense does it and he's kind of just like you can tell this guy's like a uh, inverted like scholarly type who's like second guessing his words when he's speaking to you uh yeah I guess what I'm trying
4: to say is uh if you have a question I'd, I'd be happy to take a stab I don't know um seems like seems like you and me are kind of alike uh pretty knowledgeable kind of awkward in a sense um I was wondering, do you have any knowledge about maybe any invisible castles, or maybe a guy named Pythos? Does that ring a bell to you? Oh, um,
0: that's really that's really funny that you say that. Um, well, that's two people in one day. Uh okay, I really do need to look into this then. Um, so me personally, no, I haven't ever seen an invisible castle or uh, Pythos, but oh, just a second, and he takes out, like, a notebook and he starts, like, flipping through it and he's reading something and he's like, yeah, the... two conversations literally back to back. Okay, you, the guy I was talking to, Alistair, with the blonde mustache, kind of a Douchey hunting guy. Yeah. Um, he's going on and on about some dragon sh- shadow or some something that he keeps seeing in the sky from his tower. Uh, I Can I just one second? Al- Alistair, can you come here for a second? And Alistair comes back. And uh, as he approaches, he's like. Ah, well, your your gnomish delights have brought you back to me, I see. Uh what what can I help with? Can you just tell this tell him what you literally just told me, like, ten minutes ago. About, you know, the thing in the sky. Oh you sure we can trust him? Yes, yeah. Just trust me? Yes. Tell him what you just told me. Well, uh of course I have a keen eye for Mythical beasts and creatures. Well, of my still one good eye, and he look, and he kind of points to his face, and you can see that there is a very fresh, like, wound on his eye, and there's almost like a hole through the back of his head, and it looks freshly scarred over and healed and stuff. And he goes, "Of my one good eye, I should say." Uh, yes. I-, I was just saying that the last few nights, at the end of the night, I-, I like to have a cup of tea in my tower and, you know, watch the stars and look about, and... I, I, I can swear that I've seen shadows of a dragon. I, I know something is up there. Something moving. Something still, but dangerous. Ah, uh, if only I still had my youth. I, I've, I've been meaning to hire someone to investigate.
4: Ah, uh, but well, you wouldn't be interested in that, would you? Uh, while this is going on, um, I'm kind of relaying it back to the group that, like, I've, I've found something. Um, come meet me in the in the room with all the trophies. Okay. But yeah, Grimble responds. Uh, yeah, that that would be a grand opportunity. Actually, um, do you have any information on where we could start? let's 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 speak after the party in fact
0: oh, after the party join me upstairs I'll, I'll, I'll try and show you what i'm talking about I'll, I'll, hopefully the dragon will still be there uh, now listen i i i can trust that you won't be spreading this around and telling too many people about my crazy theories not many people here believe me you know and he sticks his hand forward and says i'm a man of my word if you say that you'll investigate this for me i expect it but i will reward you handsomely handsomely i say if you can bring that beast down, or or at least evidence, so I don't look crazy. And he is expectingly kind of shaking your hand as a promise.
4: Uh, let me let me just ask my group first. But how handsomely are we talking about? I say, dear boy, if you can bring me
0: evidence of uh, of a dragon, bring me a dragon skull, a dragon wing, a dragon scale, even, and it will be worth your weight in platinum. I, I say uh, nothing but promises, and he is vigorously holding his hand forward. Uh, Grimble will shake his hand for now Lovely. So let's just pick up from everybody else. Uh, so Harden and Zed have just been talking to Aura. Uh, Chode and Badger, Jinxie have been kind of near the drinks. Uh, I've been drinking. I let's will pick say. up from. Yep. Yeah, let's pick up from Chode and Badger quickly.
3: So, Chode's been drinking, but anytime someone comes up, he's been listening to what Diedrich said, and he's like rubbing shoulders with them. <laughs> like, hey, like, eh, cool party, eh? Hey, eh, great party. Just like, just rubbing the shoulders of people walking by. That, that's all he's doing. Uh, how you doing, football? One, one tap for. We still got lots of time, or do, are you running out of times? Uh, sorry. Would we be in mind chat now? Yeah, you oh, do you can. Speak yeah, I can do that. mind chat. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I'll do um, that then. No, I I haven't started vibrating yet, so so I think I'm okay. All right. Dude, do, do you need anything while you're just hanging mm, out? Is You know, Jinxie doesn't drink in Jinxie's body, but in Badger body, maybe Jinxie will have a drink. Do, you, do you do you want some foods? Hmm. No, I, I, I ate that menu that Pirate Man gave us back at the bar. I, I should be okay. All right. Uh, can, excuse me, Barkeep. Can we get one tiny size for my little badger friend here? He's a little thirsty.
0: Oh, yeah, sure, absolutely.
3: All right, here you go. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, they give they give the badger straw again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't get animals here. Um, do who who should we talk to? Who looked interesting that you saw? Oh, I uh, I think we're good to just kind of be in the background here. Okay,
2: so, like we're we're like backup.
3: Yeah, if oh, people come okay. up to us, we can you know
0: do it. I've been doing you know rub your shoulders
2: like mm. what he said,
0: but. It's at this time that in that same mind chat, you can hear Grimble being like, Hey, you know, we've got, I've got something over here. Oh, all right. Well, let's oh. go
3: see what Grimble has.
0: Look at that timing. Are the other two of you joining as
3: well?
1: Uh, Yeah, after bidding goodbye to Aura, I'm going to make my way over to the trophy room.
0: Yeah, so the beard has just been twisted, and she's mm-hmm. just fiercely walked away. At that same time, you've heard the message as well. So the four of you make your way into the side trophy room. And you all see the same kind of terrible trophies in here as well. However, the difference between Grimble's initial reaction and you four is that you've seen this blonde man before. He was one of the three individuals who took shots at the four of you in the boat um, on the cliffside. Jinxie, you recognize this man as one of the Savage Control Society captains. Hmm. Jinxie's gonna start vibrating.
3: (laughs) Oh, uh... Excuse me, I need to get another drink outside. Goodbye. Harry's no, gonna no, whisper
1: choo. to someone. I think he's gonna shit his pants.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Do you
3: not recognize him? Oh, oh, sorry. You were vibrating. I thought that meant Ooh. it was time to go. Just making badger squawks at the same time? <laughs> Excuse me, I gotta go deal with my badger. Right. In the mind people chat. people nod like, knowingly at him. <laughs> yeah. Keep my badger's the same way at home. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Alright, I'm taking Jinxie outside this party.
3: <laughs> okay.
4: Um. Yeah, Grimble sees Hayes and Zed kind of making their way over. So he waves them down. Hey guys, hey guys. Uh, I think I might have found something quite important. That's cool. I
1: think I'm in love. I say. (laughs) (laughs) You're a thing. You're a thing. We're here for you're a thing. Yeah, yeah, we're good.
4: Yeah, uh, guys, meet Alistair and Funyon.
0: Funyon just is like, hi. And Alistair's like, greetings. I am the owner of this lovely, lovely estate. My name is Alistair. Alistair Corningbraith. A pleasure to meet your acquaintance.
2: Well, thank you for having us here today. Yes, a pleasure to meet you
1: as well.
4: Yeah, Alistair was uh, just, we were talking and we started talking about um, what we've been looking for. You know, the the castle and Pythos, and he said he actually might know something and wants our help. How can we help you? I
0: would like to reiterate that perhaps it would be best to speak on this later when there is not as many peering ears around. However, it is of the utmost importance that you meet me in the tower tonight so that I can show you evidence of, and he kind of leans in, a dragon that I have seen many nights. Do you agree? This is... something, yes?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, we can definitely talk about that as um zed will like lean in to shake his hand and just say like, yeah that sounds like a great idea Be like he's gonna try and gauge whether this guy recognizes us maybe if he's setting us up or whether this is just like an honest guy looking for some help that doesn't recognize us sure yeah roll roll and say check that 20 plus 5. Oh, baby. <laughs> Ooh,
0: very nice. Uh, yeah, wow. With a natural 20. this Wow, nice. You can tell that this is a very innocent man in terms of recognizability towards you. Uh, in fact, Zed, this role coming from you as somebody who has very recently experienced severe memory loss, this man has the look of someone who very recently suffered some sort of head injury uh, that would kind of reduce his memory capacity.
2: Um, so then, as I like am shaking his hand and kind of like, figuring out, like, okay, we're in the clear. Um, I will notice that. Did you describe sorry, like an eye patch or something?
0: Not even an eye patch. He just has a horrendous like
2: wound to his
0: face oh that God. Is kind of <laughs> out. it's like a still fresh uh, yeah it's just a hole well it's this magic exists in this world right like, so it's like cauterized
1: it was, but it's just like a yeah. hole
0: yeah there's like a hole that's kind of protruding through his head
2: um I hope you don't mind me asking but uh what happened here were you uh ah
0: yes my in horrendous life? injury my eye injury yes Uh, well, uh, believe it if you will. Ha ha, I am a member of the Savage Control Society. And he kind of, like, gestures with his hand, like, at all of his trophies and, where you guys are. Ah, and very recently I was out uh, hunting something. I, my memory is foggy with exactly what happened. Uh, I was hunting something and uh, an errant shot... Uh, I was shooting my rifle. There was a horrendous gust of wind or a hurricane or a tornado or something that, that deflected my own bullet through my face. And it apparently uh, just ripped parts of my brain out and I have I've mem- memory issues now and well, it, shit. it's really impacted my, my hunting and my, my my joy in life. But, you know, I still get to party. That's, uh, it's, uh be surrounded by those who I love? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I say. I say. I
1: say. Does he cry from the eye wound?
0: Yeah, something, something troubles from the
2: eye wound. You're not sure if it's a tear. It's <laughs> just blood. <laughs> I'm gonna put my hand on his shoulder and just say like, Ah, that sounds awful. But not really know what to say. as sounds like it was maybe my fault. I'm going
1: to try to change the topic. So you say after dinner, we'll
0: meet up in the tower on the roof? I... The last few nights, I've been able to see this dragon around midnight. Uh, Shadows, of course. I I don't know if we'll get lucky nights in a row, but yes, I'd be happy to share what I know
2: about this creature. Yes, yes, after dinner, please meet me atop the tower. And... DM time check. What time is it right
0: now? You've been at the party for about an hour. Um, In fact, yeah, it starts at eight. Yeah. Um, So it's about nine o'clock now. And it's just at this time that you can hear dinner bells starting to be rung kind of all across the party. And you
2: can hear Dietrich's voice. Everyone, please dining room now. And sorry, one last question. How long did it take us to get from uh, the Meinenstein to the party?
0: Uh, Are you asking for Jinxie? Yeah, I'm just trying to get it. I'll say that the the first of the three hours have passed. Okay. So, kind of, yeah, walking here and getting everything. Perfect. And all that, it's an hour has
2: passed. Okay. So, we're not making it to midnight with Jinxie. Well, I I short rested, so I get a. I have have another wild shape to learn. Perfect. Huzzah. Cha ching. Dope. Harden
1: yeah. is going to sprint into the room so that he can pull out Laura's chair for her. And make sure
4: he's sitting <laughs> okay. Yeah, perfect. Before Grimble leaves, can he like roll a perception check or something to see if there's any shiny weapons that kind of catch his eyes? Sure, yeah. Go ahead and roll. That is a 23.
0: Yeah, with a 23 Grimble, I would say that the entire wall in front of you... Is full of like exotic-looking weapons and very unique, different, uh, you know, whips and clubs and swords and things like that. Nothing c- crazy magical that pops out. Um, essentially, it's anything on the exotic weapon table. Um, there's one of each of those there.
4: Ooh, interesting.
0: Um, okay. Yeah. If anything,
4: Rimble will ponder. Okay. On what says. Um,
0: so you all enter the dining room, and there is a long wooden table that everyone sits around, and Diedrich sits at the head. There are servants uh, kind of standing around the, ex- er, the around... not the exterior of the room, but like around the wall, essentially, um, with hands behind their back. And Diedrich addresses everybody, and says My friends! My esteemed guests! Thank you for joining me at this uh, dinner party. Um you may all be seated and kind of beckons everybody to sit there is a spot at the table for the badger
3: um, I I imagine he's sitting next to me and then yes. I want to sit
0: next to the bald headed red beard like super jack dwarf okay cool Um, anybody else have any preferential seating requests
4: you know where I'm sitting
0: I know you're sitting beside Aura are you
2: near Funyan Grimble
4: yeah, if Funyun's if close by.
2: Yeah. Zed, any. E. I'm going uh, to position myself within a chair or two of Lord Jimothy if I can. Okay, yeah, well, you can sit right beside him if you'd like. Wonderful.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so Dietrich continues. I trust that everybody
2: has had
0: a chance to introduce themselves um, in the main hall and as we were getting our initial drinks. Uh, However, if not, I would like to go around the room and uh, just make sure that everybody knows everybody's name. Of course, beginning with me, my name is Dietrich Villotop, Chancellor of Ardolf. Happy to have all of you here. Uh, Next, of course, the lovely host of tonight's uh, meal and dinner, uh, Alistair Corningbraith. Uh, And Alistair kind of gives like a curt nod. Uh, he, of course, is uh, captain of the Savage Control Society and, uh, due to a terrible injury, had to face early retirement. And now uh, wallows in pity with me drinking most days. Ha ha ha, isn't that right, Alistair? And is like, eh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> To my right, we have my oldest and best friend of all, Jimothy. Uh, Jimothy, you, you have recently been given a wonderful gift. Uh, you are the leader, now, of of a wonderful province just sitting to the south of us, Tidalbrook. Uh, he's doing a wonderful, wonderful job. I've heard nothing but glowing, flowery sings from from down south. Um, so, Timothy, keep up the wonderful work. And Timothy's like, yeah, I have, of course, anything uh, anything to be in the presence of, of my wonderful friends. Continuing, we've got Aura. Aura, your beauty always, always delivers, uh, continue being so scrumptious thank you uh and of course uh my homeboy funyan don't ask what he does you know what i'm saying <laughs> funyan yeah uh and uh next uh of course the members of the red hand band uh, heroes of kumdra and what well, you heard the spiel when they uh, entered um if you're looking for a good story i'm looking forward to hearing all of their escapades of course tonight um and uh, a man who needs no introduction uh I should say, a, a dwarf who needs no introduction. Uh, Axelrod the Inescapable, um, who is obviously a hero of uh, the war in Deer. Um, he is um, a formidable foe, and uh, happy to be honoring him tonight at tonight's dinner. And he, like, <laughs> Axelrod the Inescapable, who you now see is the one sitting beside you, Chode. As you're sitting close to him, you can see, like, this guy is fucking off his rocker. Like, he's got... <laughs> pupils dilated, like he <laughs> is tweaking right now. He, You don't know if he's on something or if he's just like this, but he looks like he's got a screw loose. Uh, and in fact, Joe, roll me a perception check after he says that. 22. No fucking real dwarf without a beard gets to say anything about me. He's just whispering under his breath like he's fucking tweaked on something. Um... We will begin tonight with a lovely summer salad, uh, picked from the, uh, wonderful fields of Tidalbrook. Um, honestly, I, I think of summer when I eat this, um, wonderful dressing made from berries also on its way. Uh, please dig in, and, uh, there's salad now that is in front of you. And, um, the meal begins, and it's kind of a a lovely, lovely nice thing. Um, there are people chatting and uh you know making conversation is there anything that you would like
2: to say to those around you or those at the table um zed would like to uh turn to lord jimothy they have been to a party before um the last time they both had slaves in tow um but you know uprisings lead to a lack of slaves i guess I don't know. He still thinks
0: that you're a slave owner. Yeah,
2: okay. This is interesting. He likes me. Yeah, he loves like, you. He loves Zen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um uh, Lord Lord Jimothy, uh it's it's been a while. Congratulations on your new position uh as governor of Tidalbrook.
0: And he turns to you and he's like <gasps> it, you From Capelon, You and he just he, he goes in for an embrace. He goes in for a hug. I will lean right into it. You were there the day that your friend nominated me for what? Uh, tell me, is 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 that little baby around
2: anywhere? Uh, <laughs> not not today, no. Um, but uh, next time, next time I run into him, I'll I'll tell him we need to uh, we need to catch up.
0: Tell me, but honestly, okay, I I gotta say. Since I ran into you guys last, and I, I, honestly, I, I gotta say, I, I wouldn't be the governor of Tidalbrook without you and your group. I, I I need to thank you. We never really got a chance to, to chat, and oh, yeah, guys, thank you. And he's kind of like now, like making eye contact directly with everyone on the right hand band, like thank you all. Uh, yeah, business has been booming. The economy has just been incredible. We've tripled the slaves in Tidalbrook since my time in office. <laughs> Can you believe it? It's Business is booming. You have done a great service for the province, no, for the country, with your acts. I, I next time you're in Capilan, I am going to commend commend you all with medals and titles and land. You, you name it; it's yours.
2: Well, you know, it is. It I gotta say, it is nice, you know, to be in the good graces of someone so uh, you know powerful as yourself. It's please it's
0: i i i still i'm still not used to it I, me powerful <laughs> no, no more powerful than your run of the mills you know uh landowner slave uh, thank you thank you I, I i don't know what to say he's just so smug and like he's he's very happy
1: uh i'm gonna turn to uh to my girl aura and not knowing what to say to girls is just gonna go uh what do you think of slavery
0: Um, I don't know if this table is the right one to reveal my true feelings on slavery. And she leans into you and she, like, tucks your dwarven hair behind your ear and she whispers in. She's like, I don't really like it. But there is a time and a place for chains.
4: Ah! Yo! What oh dude? my god! What?
1: Cameo chokes on his. Or sorry, Hayes chokes on his salad. <laughs> <laughs> and just try like try to force it down. Just nodding. I'm like I agree,
0: I agree, 100 totally. Um, and, I can't stand uh, up right dude. now, <laughs> And she's, uh, she's like, oh, you know, it's 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 quite warm in here. And she takes off like her scarf, uh, and she's like, do you have any anywhere? that you could put this
1: uh yeah I could I could hold on to that if you want and I I slipped into just a large velveteen pouch at my side <laughs> that is my Great. dressed up bag of
0: holding lovely which is like excellent and ah you can keep it oh. and uh, is there anything else that you'd like to do with 30 aura haha
1: <laughs> What do i want to do with thirty aura i'm gonna ask her to make out behind the bleachers have you ever been drawn <laughs> and i'm gonna pull oh, out my little sketchbook where i was working on my ideas for the vetus uh prow <laughs> and hurriedly cross out like vetus's face oh, and try no. to replace auras in there
0: now <laughs> and she's like she's kind of doing like side poses for you and stuff she's so into it um is there any other small talk that you'd like to commence Chode wants to turn to a psycho dwarf over there and be like, it's a nice ex. Oh, thanks, buddy. Nice um, nice, uh, um, face. <laughs> you look like a weapon yourself. <laughs> you better
3: believe it. In more ways than you know, too. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I know. I totally. <laughs> yeah.
3: All right. <laughs> In the mind chat, I'm gonna go, don't talk to that
0: guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's it's at that point that Diedrich is like noticing that you're talking to uh, Axelrod, and he's like, Fun fact about this this man Axelrod, he is a war hero who who fought hundreds if not thousands of beasts in deer slayed so many so many families and now uh though he does not need to work a day in his life because he is a hero in Kumdo he elects to fight in the fighting pits just for fun isn't that so cool and Axelrod's just like staring at you like that's
3: true man <laughs> you know i i have also fought in some fighting pits so uh
2: oh
0: did you were you were you in the were you in the war yeah which that was side built for it which side which side do you think dear we Oh, exam oh uh we're which frontier oh fuck, man you've seen some shit i bet yeah yeah me too <laughs> I've seen some shit. <laughs> I bet you have. Yeah. <laughs> Can I get some more wine, please? And he's like turning to the servants. Uh, in the mind chat again. Really, don't talk to this
3: guy. Good <laughs> lord. <laughs>
1: I have so many questions.
0: Uh, it's at this point uh, that Diedrich stands up and says, "I hope you enjoyed that lovely summer salad." For our second course, what we're going to have is a lovely braised, and at that point, everything in the room goes black. What? Dark black. Magically black. In fact, Zed, you yourself see nothing but darkness. Aura! I need everybody to roll me a perception check with disadvantage, please.
2: What if you already have advantage? Never mind, it's...
4: What if you have dark vision? Can I use my smell?
0: Uh dark vision does not work. Everybody's rolling with disadvantage.
3: It's disadvantage
0: that's a ten. <sighs> 10. Disadvantage, it's a
3: seventeen.
4: Okay. Oh, that's a natty one. I'm just looking at Aura, that's why.
2: I had another yeah, Nat twenty that just got wiped out by stupid disadvantage, but I finished with an eighteen.
0: So all of you after about thirty seconds in this pitch dark, everything goes back to normal. Screams can be heard because Diedrich's dead body is now at the head of the table. Chode and Zed, in the darkness, you heard what sounded like a blow dart. Also, uh, you heard Alistair, in a startled voice, do an I say as the lights went out. So everything went dark for 30 seconds.
2: Yeah. When the lights came back on.
0: When the lights came back on. Zed Everyone was still in the same. Sorry. The, sorry. Everyone was still in the same seats. The only thing that was different is. Diedrich is now slumped. Kind of face down on the table. Uh, with like foam coming out of his mouth. He is clearly
2: dead or dying. Um, Zed. What were you saying? So hearing what sounded like a blow dart. Zed would have immediately looked like across the room, open windows, like balconies, anywhere where like a vantage point would have been used to fire the start. Roll investigation.
0: Natty 20 always is followed by a Natty 1. Um, with a Natty 1, no, unfortunately you don't know, like, it, this is such a panicked moment and like time seems to kind of slow down as people's reactions are like hitting and realizing like, oh my god like somebody just died and Presumably, like, someone in here did it because there are no open windows. There are no, um... There's, there's nothing that a natural one is going to give you.
2: Okay.
3: Um, Chode's, Chode heard where the, the the dart came from?
0: Or you, you heard that it was a blow dart. That's... But you needed over a 20 for the next level of information.
3: Okay. Then all Chode's going to do is, like, put his hand over the badger to make sure that he's still there. Okay, perfect. Um...
0: Yeah, so with the shock of this uh, now true murder mystery dinner party, uh, we're going to end tonight's episode there. And we are going to try and figure out what happened next week. Oh, shit. I'm just going to
3: calmly pet the badger.
4: It's okay, buddy.
3: It's okay. Starts foaming at the mouth.
0: <laughs> Not you, too. No, it got blow dotted. Shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit. You've reached the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, wait, don't go yet. If you enjoyed what you heard, please give us an honest review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. As well, please follow us on Instagram at EldritchBuds. It's where we post announcements, art, memes, and more. A special thanks to Arcane Anthems for the in-game music, and to Zach Parks for our killer intro music. Until next episode, thanks for tuning in, buddies.